0: Worship day, And I'm excited. I tell you, it's been a great week, exhausting week for uh, a lot of the high school students. We just got back yesterday from Christ and Youth Conference in Tennessee. And uh, so uh, if you see me starting to doze off in my own sermon, uh, just throw, come up here and throw a piece of bread at me or something. Uh, but since it is family worship today, uh, I, I want us to spend some time praying for our families, okay? But I want to show you a picture first. Uh, Courtney, go ahead and throw up that picture. This is a picture uh, that... My wife, uh, she gave this to me for Father's Day, and uh, uh, if you guys don't know who that is, that's my, my son. He's going to be three in August, and uh, she did this the very first year he was born. He wasn't quite a year old. I got the picture in my office, and so I'm going to replace those pictures with these pictures. But I don't know if you notice or not, in the, when he's holding up the A, he's holding up another picture there. Can anybody tell me what that is? Ultrasound picture, right? I can tell you that's not Jude's ultrasound picture. Ah, yeah. Yes, yes. We are expecting another another little one. And uh, she's about 11 weeks. It'll be 12 weeks next week. We go back to the doctor. And so we're excited about that. And just, uh, uh, man, we can't wait. Uh, probably be a December baby. So, um, So I thought it would be fitting for us to... Uh, pray for our families. Before I do that, I just want to talk just real briefly about the family. Psalm, psalm 127, if you want to write that down, it's, it's a great psalm, and in that psalm, the writer says that children are a heritage, or some translations say blessing, from God. Now, I think there are two ways we can take that, that passage of Scripture. There's a narrow sense, and there's also a broad broader sense. In the narrow sense, obviously it means that uh, children are a blessing from God. Those uh, who have biological children, okay? Those who adopt uh, children, those who foster uh, children. Uh, God is saying that uh, to those of you, children are a blessing. They are a heritage to you. And I want you to know this morning that as parents of these children, you are the primary influence for your kids. You are the you're the one who has the most potential to influence your kid. Now, I know how it was, man. When we first had you, and you guys may remember this as well, when you first had your kids, the very first kid you have, you're like, you're thinking to yourself, you know, my kid, you know, we're never going to, I'm not going to let him watch a lot of TV, you know, I'm just going to pop a, a DVD in a the, in the movie for him to watch, I'm not going to, we're not going to eat McDonald's, we're not going to fight in front of our kids, you know, have all these lofty expectations, right, you know what I'm saying? And it doesn't take long to realize after you have your kid that those, those expectations, they just ain't gonna, they're just not gonna measure up, you know what I'm saying? And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. And I think uh, as parents, we have this built in responsibility. And, and if we're not careful, we can take that responsibility and we can uh, make it into something that it's not. We can uh, o- o- overcompensate or whatever the case may be. And, uh, and it becomes an unhealthy situation. Or, or we think that we have to drive to be the best parents that we can be. You know, we buy into this myth that we have to, to, uh, to be the perfect parent. You know, we've got to make the right list. We've got to uh, have the right organizational skills. We've got to work harder. We can't ever make a mistake. We can't ever see our kids, you know, let our kids see us make a mistake. And that's what we buy into. But I want to encourage you this morning that... Our influence has more to do with our relationship with our kids than it does with our parenting skills. See, like I said, if we're not careful, we can create unhealthy environments. See, your your role is not to impress your children or anyone else with your ability to parent, but your role is to impress the hearts of your kids and direct their hearts towards God. And see, what what happens, man, is, is if we don't have that relationship with our kid. Uh, we, we become more of an authoritative figure, and that's, that's right. We've got to be the authority figure. Our kids have to know, kids, who's in charge in your house, right? Who's in charge, you or the parents? Parents, right? If you say you, we got, we, got some, we got some problems, you know? And that's what we're constantly trying to tell Judy. Like, Judy, who's in charge here, buddy? Who's in charge? And he's constantly wanting to take the authority away from us, you know what I'm saying? He constantly wants to, to show that he's in charge. And so it's right for us to show that we are the authority figure. But in that process also, it's important that we have the relationship with our kids. It's the same concept with youth ministry. If I come into youth ministry and all I do is I throw my authority around to kids, you think they're going to respect me? But I've got to show them that, yes, I am in charge, that I have authority, but I also want to build that relationship with them. And that doesn't just happen. That takes time. And so it's the key. So, so, so what happens is, is if we don't have that relationship we can start to force kids. We can start, we kind of overcompensate, and we, we bear down on our kids. You know, we, we exasperate them. That's what the Bible says. And so we create all these, these rules, and we say you can't do this and you can't do that because we're throwing our authority around. And we tell them things like, you know, don't lie, don't cheat, you know, don't do these things because you'll go to hell, or, or stay pure, you know, because if you don't, you'll go to hell. And rather than, rather than doing that, what I would encourage us to do is to build that relationship and share with them that you have a Savior that already died and went to hell for you so that you don't have to lie, so that you don't have to cheat, so that you can stay pure. See, it's all about the relationship. And that's what the Bible talks about. That's what, that's what the Scriptures talk about. See, the family has always been the primary vehicle for discipleship. Deuteronomy 6, chapter 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. What's Moses saying there? How often should we talk to our kids about God and his Word? every opportunity we get every opportunity we get I was thrilled this past week you know I shared with you guys a few months back that I had already begun sharing with Jude that he has a dirty heart and the only person that can clean that heart is Jesus and I shared that and we share that with him on a regular basis and Robin sent me a text when I was did I shared this with you this time Robin sent me a text at CIY she had took Jude, she had taken Jude to Cracker Barrel one night and they were eating pancakes and uh And as they're walking out of Cracker Barrel, she said, you're not going to believe what your son just told me. She said, uh, Jude looked up at her and said, Mommy, you've got a dirty heart, and only Jesus can clean it. And I said, said, that's spot on, man, that's spot on. But but the parent, man, we are essential, and we are the primary influence. And there are things that no one can do as well as parents. And so I just want to encourage you parents, man, when you have opportunities, man, take advantage, talk about the Word of God, man. Talk about what God is doing in your life. Have those family devotion times. Pray with your kids. Encourage them. But there is another truth that is equally as important in that passage of Scripture, Psalm 127. And the broader sense, I think, is it's talking about children are a blessing or a heritage to the faith community, to the church, to you and me. For those of us that that maybe don't have our own kids or have not adopted or don't have foster kids. See, you're not the only influence, parents, your children need. But they need a faith community. And the faith community plays a huge part. You see, two combined influences, the church and the parent, makes a greater impact than just the one influence. See, God's design is for the family who is made up of imperfect people and the church who is also made up of imperfect people, right, to come together and to tell his grand story about Jesus, about redemption. And so, you know, that's what we're about here. You see up here, you have these these signs, and these are hanging up in our kids' classrooms. And and Lynette does a great job here with our children's ministry, and we're always striving to make it better. And over here, you see these signs over here, and this is what the kids are learning. And so, so Lynette, we've committed. We said we want to partner with parents to introduce your kids to Jesus in a way that will challenge them to obey him, and to live their life for him. And that's what we want to do. And so we've created small groups in Sunday morning atmosphere. You guys have small group leaders, right, in in class. And these small group leaders, man, they're they're told, man, to to not only teach you a lesson, but they're also taught, sharing, right, to build a relationship with the kids. Because not only do they need to hear from mom and dad what God is doing, but they need to hear from their small group leaders what God is doing also. And you have those two influences coming together and making that impact. And so we encourage you to widen the circle. And they continue in small groups. A lot of you guys are in your fifth grade going to be middle schoolers next year, guess what? You're going to have small group leaders. And those small group leaders are, are, are constantly told, uh, right, Gary and Leslie, to just build a relationship with these kids and to be impactful in their life, you know, and, and, and do that. And so we talk about widening the circle. And then we also encourage you as parents to imagine the end. Think about what your kid, what you want the end, your kid is 50, 60 years old, what do you want them to look like? What kind of impact do you want? And I, I just want to encourage you because 100 years from now, nobody's going to care about how much money they make. Nobody's going to care whether or not they played baseball growing up or soccer or sports or whatever.